Rise and shine, pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. So I'm sorry, guys, today I sound a little sickly. There is something going through our office right now. I don't know what it is. But luckily, I was able to muster enough enough, uh, NyQuil-powered energy to give you guys today's episode. So bear with me. Today will have to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. You want to know why? Because today's episode is actually fitting. Today's episode is all about the little things that really add up to big results. I've mentioned this on previous episodes, the one with my sister most recently. I talked about how the principle of getting 1% better every single day has really led to some big payoffs. And I just wanted to share with you guys some of these little tiny 1% little things that I do every day that have really helped me specifically with work and acclimating to life as a new grad dentist, okay? So these are things that are ranging from little practices and habits that I do with my boss, um, mentorship things that he does, lifestyle things that I do at home once I'm home from work, and then also patient communication things that have really paid off in the long run. So without further ado, let's get into the main episode. I hope you guys enjoy. If you guys like what you heard, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now for the main episode. Hit it, Editing Connie. Alrighty, so I want to start off this episode by sharing the little things that I do with my boss every day that really help me a lot. He is someone that is like a master mentor and someone that really, I think he's just so skilled at what he does in terms of leading a team, mentoring people. Um, These are things that help me grow clinically, but also have just helped me stay motivated and inspired while also feeling supported, which is like kind of the trifecta, I feel like. Um, He's not always in the office with me, but we are constantly in communication, like every single day after every case. He's always checking in, lots of phone calls, texts. Um, I'm pretty sure my phone is like, like he's like my number one contact right now. Um, So the first little thing that we do that really adds up to big results is I take radiographs, specifically bite wing radiographs or x-rays after every single filling that I do. And so it might seem excessive to some people, but it really helps me in that I get to see what I did well in each filling, if there's anything that I could do better. And I've just really seen exponential growth in the quality of my work just by doing this one simple thing. It just really helps me see like what I could be doing better or what went really well. A lot of times it's just like, hey, that looked pretty good. Like how can I replicate this in the next filling that I do? And it's actually such a simple thing. It literally adds on maybe like one minute of time since my assistants are prepped and they know that I expect to take an x-ray after each thing. It really, it's it's really quick and it's a good way too to review with patients and um, chat, chat with them about how everything went. So all in all, this is something small that has really paid off. You guys, I'm talking like exponential. I've become exponentially better since my fillings in dental school. And it's a really good feeling to feel like I know where I stand, what I'm doing that works and, and all of that good stuff. So yeah. On top of that, I also take photos of everything, videos of final impressions I take. I talk through cases and I send all of the x-rays to my boss. Um, And at the end of the day, what we do is a little habit is we share my win of the day, which is so important because it just helps me go home feeling like emotionally recharged. Um, Dentistry can be a really tough field. I think just working in healthcare in general, it can be really draining. And so by ending the day chatting about what was my win of the day it really helps me become more ready for the next day and it just helps me go home always feeling like you know I have the opportunity for growth but it also makes me go home feeling like I I did something good today I accomplished something today I helped people today and the last thing that my boss does it's really really helpful it's a small thing but it's created exponential growth for me at least is his Sunday emails so I mentioned this on my Instagram but basically every Sunday my boss sends me an email 
and we just pretend like it's his little Sunday blog. <laughs> so some days it'll be like a clinical pearl for a type of procedure that I have coming up. Like he looks ahead at the schedule and he's like, oh, like she's doing this. Like let's, let's, let's give her some of my best tips for this or cases I've seen about this. Other days, it'll be like a patient communication tip that helps with really tricky situations. He's like such a like Jedi when it comes to this stuff. So he'll say like, hey, let's say you have a situation where a patient doesn't see why this treatment is important. Let's break down like how we can approach this. So overall, it's something that makes a big difference for me because it offers a way for us to touch base about the coming week. And it really makes me feel supported. And I think it's one of my favorite things about my workplace is the culture that we have. The culture is very much, okay, how can we do something extra, whether it's big or small, to like go above and beyond and just give you an awesome experience. It's really spilled into how I see myself as like a daughter, um, a fiance, a friend, a, a, a dentist, someone's dentist. Now I feel like I treat my life looking at it as like, okay, what is a little thing that I can do for this person that can create like a bigger better experience for them, even if it's teensy tiny. Yeah, and then last but not least, another small thing that has had big results is it's been really nice having fellow associates for me to work with, to bounce ideas off of, and to like hear their perspective on. Basically, everyone has something to share, and I love that our doctor's room is always a hub of like communication with each other. We're always showing each other radiographs, we're always discussing cases and chatting with each other about ways to get better, and it's just so great having a collaborative space. So what I've found is by asking simple questions, this this is the little hack, by asking simple questions like, okay, how would you approach this? Or pulling up an x-ray and being like, have you seen something like this before? By asking these questions, we can learn a lot from each other, and I feel like that's one thing that might be missing in a lot of workplaces is having that really, that time and that space in that place for people to get collaborative. But I feel like great things happen when we become collaborative and ask each other questions and learn from each other. So if there's a way that you can find a way to do this, whether in your workplace or at school, I feel like that's really key because it opens up a lot of opportunities for you to learn and grow as a workplace. So now let's go on to the things that I do when I get home. So I posted on my Instagram about this the other day. The biggest thing that's changed for me since starting working is I understand now why people like nighttime routines. Like, I get it. I really get it. You know why? It's because I feel like during the day, we are just inundated with so much, so, so many things that we just cannot control, right? It feels like a lot of times during the day, it's more like managing the things that come to us. By having a nighttime routine and a morning routine, it's really great because it's like the two, the only two times in your day where you can truly control your outcomes. You can truly control what comes next. And you can really focus on what makes you feel good. It's like the only two times a day where you're really allowed to like totally focus on yourself. And so that's why I've really come to love my nighttime routine in particular. So I want to go into it a little bit. So basically I'll segment it by a couple areas of the body. So first I go with my mouth. So obviously brushing, flossing, and mouthwash, I like to take care of that. Next with skin. So the skin on my face, I talked about this on my episode with Annie, my older sister, but recently the little things that I've done that have paid off like big time are gua shying my face. Um, it's this like facial manipulation massage that you do with a stone. So basically I've been gua shying with the ordinary retinol. It's like a 0.5% serum. It's nice and oily. So it's really good for gua shying. You want to make sure when you are doing gua sha that um, it is like a more oily thing so that you're not pulling on your skin and causing wrinkles. But 
I just found that I've been doing gua sha for probably like a month consistently. And I don't know if it's like the kind of thing that people can notice. I feel like I notice it. My skin just seems like tighter and more lifted. Like it kind of feels like a facelift. I'll just notice little things. Like when I'm like taking a picture of myself or when I'm passing by the mirror, I'll be like, ooh, that like my jawline looks really like toned. So that's the kind of thing that you can expect from doing that. It's not like, oh my god, I totally have a new face, but it's just like little things that you can really notice. After I gua sha, I use the Lancome Gentrifique Serum. That's a really good one. And then I use the number seven fine line serum just for my forehead because it's kind of expensive and it's only a small amount. And then after I do that, I do my Kosarx Snail Mucin Essence. It's a really great Korean beauty product that went viral. And then on top of that is my last thing. I do my CeraVe Daily Moisturizer. And I kind of like to sequence these like gua sha first to shape and sculpt my face. Then I do my serums to help with the fine lines. Then I do my um, kind of sticky like snail mucin and then on top of that the moisturizer because I feel like by doing it in this sequence it locks in that moisture. Like by the end of this I am glistening like a snail. It's kind of awesome and it just feels like such a nice treat after a long day. So that's what I do for my skin on my face. Then if I took a shower I'll use my Sol de Janeiro um, body butter. It's really good. Smells really good. I'll use that and then my stretch mark cream also to, to really get into like my my elbows and all the places that I need extra moisture like stretch mark cream is key because it's just so thick and then last but not least once I come to bed oh oh my gosh usually by this point Ellie and Jimmy are both kind of scared of me because I look so scary especially if I have under if I put my under eye patches on like Ellie before has almost attacked me because she thought I was an intruder kind of scary but then last but not least comes my favorite part of my nighttime routine you guys it is my jo jelly toe stretchers so I shared this on my Instagram recently. It's basically a silicone or jelly textured material that you put in between each of your toes and it helps maintain proper spacing between your toes. You leave it on for like 15 to 20 minutes and it just feels really nice and refreshing. Like it's supposed to help you with balance and strength and flexibility. But for me, what I really love is it just feels so good to have your toes stretched. I don't know why toes are such a like taboo thing to talk about for people. I mean, what? Like I know why, but I wish it wasn't because I feel like the ultimate flex is having nice looking feet. That's why I've been obsessed with getting my French tip pedicures recently. But um, yeah, the ultimate flex is having nice straight toes that aren't super bunched together and um it feels so good while i'm using the stretcher but it also feels really good after i take it off for like five minutes or so it has that like post stretched feeling so definitely give it a go um i linked it on my instagram but just if you just search like toe stretcher silicone um i think mine's called like the chiroplex ones those are the best ones and they're hot pink they're super cute okay my next little thing that has had exponential big payoffs is one healthy eating hack that i've been doing a lot recently now that i have to bring lunch is i like to use what's called wiltable greens so wiltable greens are greens that you can just add a handful to whatever you are microwaving and then it like instantly wilts and kind of goes away but the nutrients are still there and so it's a really easy way to pack on nutrients and add in fiber and healthy good things without like completely changing the flavor of a dish. So when I say wiltable greens, I mean things like spinach or kale or arugula. I always, when I'm grocery shopping on Sundays, I always get a bag of one of those things. And then throughout the week, if I'm having like a microwavable meal right before I head out the door, I'll open up the container and I'll throw in a handful of spinach. And what you'll notice is that when you microwave these things, the spinach kind of just like melts away and it goes, it, I mean, it wilts down really, really small, but it's one way to really pack in the nutrients and, you know, get your healthy eating in without having to like, without having it be a lot of work. There's no chopping involved, no washing involved. You literally just 
open up your bag of wiltable greens and just throw it into your Tupperware and you just microwave it. Along the same lines, I think what's been key for helping me stay eating a little healthier is having a snack for the car specifically for the car ride home because what can happen is if I don't have a snack for the car ride home by the time I get home I'm so hungry and ravenous that I just like overeat so much to the point where like my stomach hurts I feel like a lot of it is just to make up I mean a lot of it's probably like emotional eating I have an episode with a dietitian that you guys should check out all about that but I think on top of it it's just my body just feels so depleted that it's trying to shove anything in there and so what has helped is having a fruit and protein snack for the car ride home. So usually I'll have something like bananas and beef jerky or apples and beef jerky. It's something that I can just eat really easily without having to take my eyes off the road. I can drive safely and eat these things so definitely have something for the car ride home because my commute is like 35 minutes there and about 40 minutes to an hour back so I definitely have a lot of time to be sitting there. Another small thing that's made a big payoff is for my iced coffee girlies. I had heard in the past that they make coffee makers that can make iced coffee, um, like in addition to making hot coffee. And I never tried it until we moved to our new place and we got a new Mr. Coffee. This new one makes single serve iced coffees. And trust me when I say it really does make a big difference because one, it doesn't get as watered down as you would from like making hot iced coffee, hot coffee and then putting ice over it. Um, it stays really cool and I have saved so much money from not buying coffee out at coffee shops anymore. I've also discovered my new favorite coffee. It's the Four Sigmatic Coffee with Lion's Mane in it. Lion's Mane is a specific type of mushroom that helps you with focus. It's super high caffeine. It really helps me focus. I have to actually be careful not to have too much of this because... I will be like spinning off the walls like one day I had way too much of this and I got to work and everyone I, th I think I was just like so quick and jittery and like alert that people were like flinching when I would respond to things and I was like okay I, I need to have less when people are flinching in response to me talking to them that means I am too much too much right now. <laughs> So, but the good thing is like this literally does kind of feel like liquid Adderall. Like it really helps me focus. I don't know if it's because of the lion's mane or if it's just because of the high caffeine concentration. It's definitely not for everyone. If you have a super high tolerance like me and you are looking for something that will make you feel something, this is something that will make you feel something. If you like are a normal person with normal tolerance um, and maybe with like any heart condition, maybe like don't take this because it's kind of like really strong. And then, so that's all my lifestyle stuff. The last section is kind of more like patient communication things. These are little things that have had really big payoffs in my relationships with my patients, in my work. So the first thing is knowing how to ask valuable questions. So one of the most valuable questions that I've found to ask is asking my patient, how important is it for you to X, Y, Z? So basically, an example is I'll ask, how important is it for you to save this tooth or to save your natural teeth? I feel like it's a good way to lead into the conversation because it's a lot of, sometimes it can feel almost like salesy if you walk in and you're trying to tell your patient, okay, you don't realize that this tooth is creating an issue. Now I'm going to recommend this $1,000 treatment for you to fix something that you don't really care about. Um, like, do you see what I mean? Like there's, there's a gap there. My boss taught me something very valuable, which is that an expense is in the absence of value. Let me say that one more time. An expense is in the absence of value. Meaning if someone doesn't see the value in something, it will always be too expensive, right? So the idea with this is you don't want to lead with how much will something cost? How much time will it take away from you and your family, your kids or whatever? Instead, you want to lead with how much value can we provide on this? Instead of asking questions that are more about like um, the actual procedure itself, I tend to ask value-based questions, meaning I ask things like, 
Um, have you noticed food getting stuck in between your teeth there? Does it bother you when like um, XYZ happens? Instead of getting really technical and being like, oh, you have like a mesial distal fracture and a buccal lingual fracture and like less than 75% of the tooth is remaining. Instead of like going into all that, which like obviously no one really does, but I'm just saying from a dentist perspective, looking, I, I think the most valuable skill that you can do is learning how to look at dentistry through a patient-based value-centered lens and knowing what they care about rather than going into it being like, well, obviously your tooth needs a crown because it's compromised, right? I think that leading with genuine curiosity and everything that we do is is really key. Like asking a patient like how, like why they feel a certain way or how they came to a certain conclusion, that can tell us a lot. And I love asking my patients questions like this because I feel like the right questions can really open up doors and make it feel less like I'm barging into a room and like telling them things they need to do and pay for. But instead I'm creating a real relationship with real concern. And even let's say if a patient isn't ready to proceed with treatment, that is totally okay. I think one of the most valuable things that I do in these cases is um, I make sure not to come off with any judgment or anything like that. And I say like, okay, just letting you know some things that you can expect. Should we just continue to not treat this? You can expect like these symptoms, look out for these things. That way it seems like I'm really genuinely looking out for them and telling them, you know, signs and symptoms to be aware of rather than being like, okay, if you don't do this, you're going to lose all your teeth and die. You know, um, obviously this is a complete dr dramatization, but I just feel like by leading with what feels like concern to the patient, what feels like value-based decisions to the patient, this can make all the difference for you and your relationships with your patient. So yeah, anyways, those were all of the little things that have had really big payoffs in my life and trying to be the best new grad dentist that I can be. I hope that this episode was helpful. If you guys like what you heard, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We would really love a new rating and review. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much again for listening and for putting up with my sick voice. Hopefully, by the next episode, I'll be feeling better. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye!